Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us today on podcasts. We're on Google, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Also appreciate you listening today. If you're joining us on my live stream on social media, on my uh, Twitter page at Jason Grill or on at, J- at Grill Nation show. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just search for Jason Grill. Today's show is uh, is going to be a good one. We are uh, joined again today by a great collaborator with the Grill Nation show, Alan Ferris, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank. The website for Landmark National Bank is banklandmark.com. Alan, I always like to start with you uh, in our first part of the show, just to get some updates on you, what's going on at the bank, how life is treating you. We're, uh, we're taping this, obviously, in, in January, late January. The Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game. I mean, what's going on in your world, my friend? Well, you started with the most important thing. That, you know, I finally recovered from uh, the, the Chiefs game this last weekend. Oh, gosh, wonderful time to be in Kansas City. I'll tell you what, I, uh, I was out of town in a warm environment, but I was watching it and I, <laughs> my flight, my flight was, uh, so I got out of my Uber in Phoenix at, um, right when I think the chiefs, uh, got scored on or they, I was walking out at 13 seconds left. Right. So I'm walking into the airport. They had just scored the bills. I'm looking at my, my phone and I'm like, get getting ready for a two and a half hour flight. I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to suck. And then I go through security and the clear line, and then I hear all this cheering, and I, you know, <laughs> they're on. It was like the best flight of my life. Um, but no, it was quite a game. How is uh, how looking back at 2021 and starting 2022 at uh, at Landmark National Bank? Kind of take us through where we're at and, and what your thought process is right now. Oh, absolutely. You know, 2021 was a good year for the bank. And I would say for the vast majority of our customers, it was a good year. Uh, you know, the, the, the challenges that we've all got going forward relate mostly to what's the Fed going to do with interest rates. I think that's a hot topic that everybody's talking about right now. Uh, I think most people believe the, the Fed is being truthful with us and they're going to increase rates going forward. What I'm really impressed with is the vast majority of the customers we've talked to are really kind of positioned well to deal with that going forward. And obviously the bank is very well positioned to deal with that as well. So that would be the number one issue that we hear most of the time right now. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a great website, banklandmark.com. A uh, lot of great information there, as well as a lot of blogs and updates uh, and ways that you interact with business owners throughout our region. Uh, and we're going to have a business owner on our show today. Uh, we're going to be joined here in a second by Mitch Rice, who's the CEO and owner of the Commercial Capital Company. Their website is ccckc.com. I think I have that right. Um, tell us a little bit about Mitch and what we're going to learn about today. Well, you know, we'll, we'll get into leasing in a much greater detail. But to a large extent, leasing company is a lot like a small bank. They do a lot of business with the same type of people that we do business with, small to medium-sized businesses, primarily financing equipment needs for those businesses. And they can offer some things uh, that the bank cannot offer as from a leasing and tax treatment point of view. We'll talk about that. But the company got started back in 1971 by Mitch's dad, Larry Rice. And so they have weathered lots of the ups and downs over the uh, last 
40 plus years. Uh, and, you know, Mitch joined his dad after graduating from KU and has been running the company for the, you know, the last 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've just enjoyed the relationship and they're, they're a little bit different. You know, a lot of people will use leases and I'm going to guess a lot of the people who are listening today to the podcast may very well have a lease with commercial capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great to talk to Mitch. Um, we're going to bring him in here in a second. Um, I'm excited to meet him and learn more about him and his business. Uh, I want to make sure everyone understands they can, again, connect with me on social media. I've put those up on the screen. Uh, for those listening, it's at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, also want to mention to you, you can listen to us and watch us on YouTube. Uh, we're available. All of our videos of our full shows are available on our YouTube channel. Just search for Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. And if you'd love to be a guest on this show, we'd love to have you email grillnationshow at gmail.com. Let's bring in our guests. Let me pull down this banner here uh, and go to a three background. Uh, we're now joined by Mitch Rice, who is the CEO and owner of a commercial capital company. Um, their website is ccckc.com. Mitch, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Alan kind of teed it up a little bit there yeah, with right. uh, your KU ties. Um, yeah. Let's learn more about you. Tell us about, you know, do you grow up in Kansas City, you know, or what, what's going on with you and your background? Right. So we're uh, we're headquartered here at 95th and, and Flum, and I grew up oh, about two miles to the west at around 87th and Renner. So, you know, been in Kansas city, my whole life, never really lived anywhere else. Went to Lawrence for, you know, four years, but, but yeah. this is that's not too far. No, no, that's not far enough to say I moved away for sure. But so well, yeah, Kansas city, my whole life, uh, you know, been married I, coming up on 20 years. So got Oh, wow. Yeah. You look like a young guy, Mitch. <laughs> you got married pretty young, but yeah. Yep. Coming up on 20. 20 years. So, and, and how do you, uh, how do you know Landmark National Bank and Allen? So I was referred to Allen, um, man, Allen, it's probably been seven, eight years. Yeah, I was going to say first time we met was seven, eight years ago. Uh, someone referred me to him and said, Hey, you need to, you need to talk to Allen. He, he knows your business. Um, he's awesome. And they were right. So after we met, um, it's always nice to, to have a banker that knows what you do, knows your clients, knows how to structure things. Um, yeah, he, the, the whole bank's been great. Uh, it's been awesome to get to know Alan on a more personal level, too. I consider him a friend and yeah, feel like he's, he's really our advocate over there, too. So that, that's always nice to know that your banker is, is advocating for you and your needs and all that. Yeah. Alan, I, I forget to mention, man, you've been you've been in this landmark uh, national bank for many years. I, I always I always forget to do that on the intro, but you're a veteran, man. Well, that's a nice way of saying I'm getting old, right? <laughs> you know your stuff, man. You you've you've been very loyal and been there for a long time. So uh, so that really helps as far as working with people like Mitch and uh, and helping him grow his company. Uh, let's talk a little about that company, uh, Mitch. Tell us about commercial capital company and kind of the history and. and and then we'll get into kind of some of the work that you do. Right. So, you know, like, like Alan said, my dad, Larry, uh, he's been in the business for 
but you know, we actually just had his 50 year, 50 years in leasing celebration. So 50 years, um, we've, we've been around a while, uh, you know, and we offer equipment leasing services on a wide variety of different assets to businesses of all sizes, um, in the Midwest, you know, the vast majority of our business is, is here in KC. Uh, yeah, we've got, like I said, we're headquartered at 95th and Flum. We've got just under 35 employees. Uh, and yeah, last, last year was like Alan said, last year was a good year for us. It was a good year for a lot of our clients. Um, and we're, we're excited about the future. We've got some pretty aggressive growth plans and, and a, and a, real solid plan on how we're going to get there over the next 10 years. So, yeah. Can't wait to hear more about that. Uh, Mitch Rice is with us. Mitch, tell us some about your, uh, I mean, if you can, some of your clients and some of your projects that you're most proud of, or you've worked on recently that, um, that really would put a flavor on kind of your day to day and, and what people can expect. Right. So, you know, the most rewarding thing we do is to be able to, I'll give you an example. We, I met a guy and his wife, probably it was one of my first clients probably 20 yeah right about 20 years ago um they had a small operation didn't have credit lines at their bank didn't have credit to really do what they needed to do they had just gotten started they uh, it's a trailer manufacturer in western kansas um and we took a chance on them financed some equipment and that just as they paid that just just kept on rolling into, into boy, probably 25 deals over the years and their business has just grown exponentially. Um, we've helped them automate their whole thing. They're doing over 20 million a year now. So, Oh my gosh, those stories, that's, that makes it, that's, those are always very rewarding, especially cause I know they can, they would, they would recognize us and, and our backing of them as, as a real reason that they're where they're at now. So, mm -hmm. Those are those are always my favorite clients. We we've got just tons of stories like that where we've worked with people. You know, we we uh, our tagline is funding your vision. So that's really what we want to do. You know, when we want to when we partner with someone, we want to know where they're going, what their goals are, and see where we fit in from a finance standpoint to really help them get there. Mm -hmm. Jason, one of the interesting things, you know, I I like to say. Mitch and commercial capital are a little bit like a bank, except they've got some advantages uh, over the bank. Some of the ability for customers, and Mitch talked a little bit about this, from a tax treatment point of view, a lease can be more beneficial given the circumstances. Right. Yeah, it, it, that, that just depends on, you know, every circumstance is different, but there are tax advantages to doing leasing. Um you know, we, we, we have various options, whether you did a dollar buyout lease or an operating lease where, you know, a dollar buyout lease is treated more like a bank loan where you're depreciating the asset, uh, writing off the interest and so on. Um, but we do a, a significant amount of operating leases for clients that want to be able to expense the whole payment, keep the, the loan off their balance sheet, um, you know, help with their ratio so that they can they can when they go to Allen for money everything is, is, you know, all the boxes check, all the ratios are, are solid and, and so on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, Jason, a lot of, a lot of bankers would view commercial capital as a competitor and 
we don't view it that way. They are very complementary. Uh, you know, we've referred opportunities to Mitch simply because it was a better fit for what the customer needed at that moment in time. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the collaboration there. Like as far as, you know, trying to bring each other up, you're helping this business grow. Mitch, you're, you're, you're leaning on them too. I mean, oh, I yeah. think more of that uh, in our society. Um, again, markets you serve, you know, I know you're, you do most of it in Kansas city, but um, you know, you also serve people throughout the Midwest and nationwide, uh, you know, from Illinois to Colorado, from Texas to North Dakota, yeah. as well as here locally. How did that happen? How'd that grow? How did you, you span so far and wide uh, with your business? So, well, after, after kind of the big recession in 2008, you know, we really contracted um, and really focused on our core business, which is serving the Kansas City metro, uh, serving all bus businesses of all sizes in our city. Um, mm -hmm. And so as we've, as we've grown, you know, we, we, the, the vast majority of our business is, is here locally, but uh, as we grow, you know, that's our geographical footprint is, has grown with us as we develop more and more relationships. Um, we do have some, some markets where we'll go nationwide. It depends on the, the type of asset, like forklifts, copy machines, things like that. We've got programs that will go nationwide, but it, it's just, everything is uh, easier when it's close to home. You know, yeah, you, right. you can really get to know your clients. It's, it's, we've got such a, a, a solid um, market share in the equipment leasing in Kansas city that it's, it makes it a lot easier because the chances are, we know, we know them. They've been on our books before. So as we get new, new uh, applications, it just makes the process so much easier when they're local. And but, the growth, yeah. So the growth of your business has been a national, but the growth actually has been a lot local as well because of, you know, you mentioned the, 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 the person you started with many years ago yeah. and now they've grown to a $20 million business. So as far as the growth of your business, talk about about your, uh, you know, the team that you have there and kind of how that's grown and as well as, you know, the client growth. Right. So uh, we've our team, we've got a very solid team right now. We've got 35 people um, and it's the right people in the right seats. Um, and that 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 makes things just work. So has that has that has that um, talk to us about how that's kind of changed over the years? Um, have you no. kind of always been, a, a, you know, over 20 employees in the last 10 years? Have you grown recently or how's that worked? Well, we've had some pretty significant growth here recently, but yeah. after, after 2008, you know, we, we contracted pretty substantially. Uh, people forget about 2008, you know, it seems like it wasn't that long ago for us. Yeah. But when you really think about it, um, man, that's been what, almost 15 years. So yeah, I know. it does I, not feel like that. <laughs> I don't think Alan, I don't think Alan and I will ever forget 2008. So. That's right. I got into real estate. Uh, you know, I had two jobs, but one yeah. of them was a real estate attorney and been development uh, kind of deal maker, I guess you would say. And man, it was tough getting into that at that time. Oh, I, 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 right. I, there was no bonuses. There was very little money. Uh, it was the wrong time because if you were in that industry in 2000, you know, yeah, right. uh, I might still be practicing law full time, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it was rough, man. So I, I can imagine after that yeah, the family so, business, what you did. Yeah. After that, after we contracted pretty heavily, like I said, you know, we, we, after working through our portfolio, um, which we had issues with, 
in that at that time period. But after after working through that and as things finally started to slowly uh, get back on track from uh, as the economy you know started to heal, as the government started spending a bunch of money, um, you know, we, we started to grow again. Uh, we started we started hiring a couple new sales reps at that time. Um, and then, you know, we, we probably hired two, three people a year for for a while and, and got to the point a couple years ago. It was probably three, three and a half years ago where we had 25 people um, and we were maxed. We, we were at max capacity from every every aspect, from our funding with our local banks, from our ability to process the transactions that were coming in. Um, there were bottlenecks everywhere. And just seemed like as soon as we fixed one, we'd be exposed over here, get that, you know, patch that hole. And then it's a problem over here. And, uh, you know, I was I was in the end, I was the biggest bottleneck, just just trying to wear too many hats at once. Um, and that doesn't work because you just can't do that. So that that making that change, bringing some structure into our business, that was the catalyst that really. Talk about, talk about that a little more. And, and that, that leads us to our segue to lessons learned here, Mitch. Um, that, that's quite a lesson to learn. And I think a lot of businesses struggle with that because oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're growing. They have a lot of business coming in, but they're not really taking that risk to, to trust other people to kind of come in and help them uh, accelerate even faster. Well, that, that was the, yeah, that was my problem was just holding everything together. I was the, in the middle of everything. Um, and that's just not sustainable at all, especially for growth. So it was, uh, I can't remember, about four years ago is when it got to a, a boiling point. And, and I had met, uh, I'd met a woman that was, she was awesome. She, she was an implementer for the EOS. Um, it's a, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial operating system. It's just like a format and a structure for your business. And we, with her help, we implemented that. And that gave us the structure that we needed. Um, instead of having 35 direct reports, I had four. Wow. Uh, and then everything, you know, just gave us the structure that we needed so that we can actually get stuff done. It allowed us to, you know, address the issues that inevitably come up uh, and address them in a timely manner, um, fix our processes, evaluate the people that we have. And, you know, are they the right people? Are they in the right position and make those changes when we had to and, and really just set the foundation for for the growth that we had really shortly after that? Jason, it's, it's interesting what Mitch is really talking about now. We've, we've seen with a lot of customers the last two, three years, customers have just had to be so inwardly focused mm -hmm. on what they're doing like by, by by need because of what the pandemic has done to us. But over the last year or so, we're really seeing customers just like commercial capital begin to focus on growth. What markets do we serve? Are there potential acquisitions that we can do? Are our facilities sufficient? And they're really beginning to get back to what most of the business owners like, and that's the future. I know one of the things that Mitch did over the last year, they moved into a big new building where they're located right now. That really has allowed them to facilitate that growth that he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Uh, and, and that kind of leads me to Mitch to the core, the core values of the commercial capital company. You have those on your website at ccckc.com. Um, let's talk about that because that, that, that really kind of goes to your evaluation of your team and, and yeah. Talk, yeah. Talk, talk to us about those. I, I see four major ones on the website. Yeah. Yeah. We've got four, four main core values. Number one, do the right thing. Um, that in our industry and really in life in general, that's a very solid core value, but in, in our industry, especially because our industry, unlike Allen's ours is 100% unregulated. Um, and that, that, that could be a breeding ground for, for, for some pretty shady players that, that don't have their client's best interest in mind. They just see, see dollar signs, um, and, you know, th there's not as many disclosures as, as with the bank. So we have to be upfront, honest, and, uh, you know, always do the right thing by our customers. Even if it's not easy, right? Well, it's not easy. Sometimes because, it's Because in, in life in general, yeah. right, we, we see yeah. times where, you know, usually if you're positive and take the high road, things work out. But a lot of people don't operate like that. And so right. they'd rather hide than mm -hmm. do the right thing. So, yeah. It, yeah. In our industry doing the right thing is it's obviously not the easy road most mm -hmm. times, but it's, it's the solid road. And that, that's something that we, we pride ourselves in. You know, we have a great reputation. Um, you know, we, we are always honest with our clients as far as what costs, what fees, there's no surprises. That's the, the biggest that's, difference. That's a great motto, man. I, the yeah. no surprises policy usually works no in, even in a professional service company like I do or in anything, if you're just like, Here's the here's what it costs, and you you know mm -hmm. when you get an invoice, it's going to be what you think it's going to be. There's no hidden stuff. Here's yep. it. Here's what it is, and yep. So our 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 second one is is always be caring and compassionate, both inwardly and outwardly, with our with our people here and our and our community. Um, That's great. Yeah. Then number three is is be tenacious. Uh, we always find a way. So that that's that's something that that we we live by daily. Um, our sales staff is, is they're pretty tenacious. They're, they're out looking for deals, building relationships, and we find a way to get them done, whether that's doing, you know, startups, financing startups, new businesses, those, that's, those are not easy. And there's, uh, you know, there's credit challenges, especially through COVID. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, clients that we have that have had, credit issues, new, new applicants might, you know, in the service industry, they, they've had a rough couple years. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we are tenacious about that. We find a way to get those people approved, to get them the stuff they need so that they can continue and, uh, you know, rebuild what they had that they're working, working to rebuild through all this. Uh, the number four is continuously improving. So that's, that, that's probably been the most impactful one the last couple of years, we, we've always looking for ways to improve ourselves. And, and given the huge advances in, in the financial technology uh, arena, um, that's another thing where we've made some pretty significant changes over the past three, four years where, um, you know, it was either that was that, that was part of our problem. It was either time to change or time to just work with what we had here. So if we were going to grow that, that, that was the biggest 
change we made. And it, it was rough at first. I mean, anytime you change all your processes, all your software, all of that stuff, that <laughs> awful. <laughs> but yeah, it was, right. it, now we've come full circle with it and it's great. But man, they're growing pains for sure through that. What's the, uh, what's the biggest issue right now facing your industry? Um, well, I'd say, you know, there, there's, like I said, there's always going to be a pretty big integrity issue in our industry. Um, there's some regulation coming out that from a, like a disclosure standpoint in some States, but that, that'll always be, that'll always be an issue, but we, we've overcome that we're above that. But the biggest issue in, in our industry right now for businesses of our size, I would say is having the technological infrastructure to compete with the big players that dominate the market. Um, you know, the Wells Fargo's, the Bank of America's, the big the big players that have invested millions of dollars into their platforms. Um, and we've we've invested pretty heavily in that. And we have spent a lot of money and time building that out so that we can you know, offer the same services that that a lot of the big players will. You know, every all of our clients, they just want easy access to their data. They want to be able to log in to our system, see when their payments are due, make a payment, uh, get a payoff, all that stuff without without picking up the phone. So that that's that's those changes that we've made um, from that stand from a customer interaction standpoint and just a, a efficiency standpoint too by being able to automate a lot of our our approval process, our underwriting, documentation you know, integrating DocuSign. So all that stuff that, that, that's the biggest challenge in our industry when it comes to, you know, competing with the, the, the large players. Would you say that was probably the biggest risk you've taken recently is trying to upgrade the technology or the other risks that you think that you took that um, has helped to elevate your growth more? Well, yeah, that there's, yeah, there's two, two answers to that question. Yes. On the technology investment that was, a lot. Um, and we didn't show the returns didn't come back on that. I mean, it took a year and a half to really even before we even flipped the switch. So that was a one way street for a while. Um, you know, the money was all out the door for a while with that, but it, it's, it's like I said, when it came full circle, it, it is exactly what we needed. And the timing was rough through COVID, um, and all that. But if we didn't have what we, what we, invested in and, and, and all that, it would have been much more difficult to navigate. But mm -hmm. the other risk, which was bu buying this building, moving into this place here at 95th and Flum, it's much bigger than we need now. Um, but we're set for the future. So we, we've got a uh, 25,000 square foot office and a big warehouse and a big lot out back. And uh, yeah, with, without that, through COVID, because we did have a significant amount of equipment come back um, through the pandemic. And if we didn't have a facility, like before, we did not have a facility to handle equipment returns on the level we did. Uh, but we, we, we were much better served by having this place. But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't fun. I mean, we uh, it was right at the end of March 2020 when I had when signing all the paperwork. Oh my gosh. Things are melting down. I mean, they canceled the MLB season. They canceled the NCAA tournament. Yeah. All the flights. That, that's, that's when you signed the deal on the new office? Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. 
Wow. Talk about, talk about a, you know, that's like uh, signing a, a startup, signing a bank guarantee when they're uh, on a personal level. For I know. A I mean, that, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, that was, that was nerve. That was, that was, that caused some sleepless nights for sure. But it, looking back, I mean, it was, it was ideal. So I'm glad yeah. that's a risk. I'm glad we, I'm glad we took. But mm-hmm. for well, sure. you've also made an investment in your people too. Uh, it, yeah. It's nice to see some of the uh, the new people that you've surrounded yourself with and building that depth of management that I know you were working on in 1920. And it, it, it takes a while to find the right people. And as you say, get them in the right seats on the bus. Yeah, no, that that's that that is that's the number one. I mean, the technology was totally needed, but just by by having the right people in the right spots that that's been the biggest game changer. And that's not always, that's not always easy to do right one way or the other. But one thing I like that you all do, and I know landmark national bank does it as well is um, you do a, you know, informational type stuff like a podcast and leasing one-on-one is on your website, which kind of goes through kind of the basics of how you do all this stuff, which is, uh, which is great. You're providing content and education for those who, you know, maybe aren't as well versed in this arena. Right. So, yeah, there's, you know, the, the biggest thing that brings clients to us is uh, it's the ease of, of doing business with us. That That's the primary reason that people lease equipment is they can fill out a credit app. They can sign their documents and, you know, roughly 30 minutes after that, get the equipment they need that afternoon. That That's primarily the case. But there are there are every every situation is is different when it comes to their their tax, you know where they're at with their taxes, uh, what their balance sheet looks like, things like that. That that where we come in and we can really structure, we can structure the lease so that that it fits their cash flow. Number one, um, it's the right thing for them from a tax standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's 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 just such a um, personal relationship with you all compared to some of the big, the big players that yeah. you know, national players that, you know, we've read about in the headlines in the past. Um, that's such yeah. a huge differentiator for you. Right. And, and that, that's, I, we, I talked to our, our leadership team. We were talking about this the other day as we kind of went through our 10 year plan and we've got some pretty aggressive growth goals. Um, but it's, it's how do we, you know, how can we grow to where we want to be while maintaining that? Cause mm-hmm. I don't want to be, like Wells Fargo there. No one likes dealing or not to throw them under the bus. I'll say a, a, one of the big <laughs> companies. No, no, it's just, it's they not, had, they had, they had some crisis stuff in the past. Didn't they? Yeah. That's, you're just a number. You're a number with yeah. that. And, and I don't want our people to ever be a number. I want, you know, I, I want it to be personal. And, 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 and one of the things you also do around that is community engagement. And we talked about why you're in Kansas city and, and how you, you've got a lot of work here and grew up here and yeah. um, community engagement's important because it does grow your, your uh, relationships in the community and which leads to more, more clients and more business, yep. more word of mouth and referrals. You all are very engaged in Kansas city. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, we've got just from on the business side, we've got 20, 2,800 active lessees that are currently on our books, paying monthly leases and about 80% of them are, are here in, in, you know, within 50 miles of downtown. So we have a very solid investment in Kansas City. And, you know, that's a we've always 
taking great pride in being from Kansas City. I think every Kansas Cityan is, is, especially now, you know, things are great in Kansas City. There's a lot to be proud of being from here. Uh, well, I can tell you this. Um, you know, we don't have the palm trees in the 75 every day, but we have had a pretty warm winter. But I will tell you, when people visit um, who are living in markets that are yeah. hot right now, um, you know, once they get here and they see, you know, the the restaurants and, and the, the ability to get around and they go to a Chiefs game or they go to a, uh, you know, an art gallery. I mean, they, they right. really do appreciate what we have here. And then they leave and go back to their city and they're kind of shocked, to be quite honest. Yep. No, there's a lot to be proud of here. So we have, on the community engagement. So we, we've. We really this past year, you know, we had a, a good year and we really looked for for ways to give back uh, to our community. So we, we, we set up an internal committee to really plan out our, our you know, year in giving for local charities and, and really plan 2022 so that we are active, you know, on a monthly basis, not just at the end of the year, um, but active participating with local charities, partnering with them from a, you know, financial and service standpoint. And that, that's been, that's been great. Everybody's bought into that and everybody wants to, to serve other people. I think that's the type of people you want to, you want working with you. So that's been big. Um, And plus people, people want to work at a place where, where you, you know, where you're charitable with your time and invest in your community. People are drawn to that. So I, I think that's been, I think that we've got some real momentum with that where, you know, people want to work here. People, want to come join our team. So we, we've sure. had great success with hiring. And I, I think that's a, I think that's a part of it. That's great to hear. Uh, and I completely agree with you on that. Uh, if you, people want to work for companies that give back and are engaged in the community uh, and you mentioned 2022 and what you're doing behind community engagement. Um, let's just briefly talk about your, your goals for this year. You know, we're, we're already out of the first month of 2022 already, but right. uh, <laughs> what are you, what are your kind of goals for your business? So a lot of the, the goals, still revolve around uh, advances with our technology. Um, we're rolling out a couple big, big pieces to that um, from an accounting standpoint. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of, of, lot of that um, going on, but we, our biggest goal is, you know, last year we just eclipsed 75 million in equipment financed and goal for this year's 90. So I, I, I think, I think that's attainable. Um, the market's a real goal there, Mitch. Yeah, I know. So the market's good. Um, the infrastructure bill passed. That'll that'll stimulate construction, and and that that represents a pretty pretty good piece of our portfolio. So that'll be that'll be beneficial. Um, I mean, when the biggest infrastructure bill in the history of this country passes, right. it's usually good for your uh, for your world. I would assume. Right. No, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Construction equipment's a, a third of our portfolio. So yes, it, it will. That'll be large part of the growth, I think. That's great. But yeah, just, just as, as I, I think, I think I'm confident we'll, we'll get there just as with that passing things continue to, you know, everybody had a good year last year. And I think most people are forecasting positive. This is, are the supply chain issues, how are they affecting you and your company? And Oh yeah. So, well, that, you know, that was, that effect was kind of indirect. We didn't, our supply chain issues are more our customer supply chain issues. Right. And that was 
that was impactful. I mean, we, we, we kind of, usually if we approve a deal, approval's good for 90, 120 days. We've had to really adjust where we might approve someone for a piece of equipment and they're going to get it in 10 months. So that, that's, that's been, that's been a little bit of a game changer. Um, but we've dealt with that. Uh, you know, we've had to make adjustments to our policies to, to fit the current climate, but I, I hopefully, hopefully that, that, that's going to catch up in the next six months. I think it's already starting to. Mm-hmm. Alan, I'm going to head to our last few questions here. Please chime in if you'd like uh, at any time. Um, you've learned a lot in your career, Mitch. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I have a, a business leader and your dad and, and, and yep. the business that you guys have grown. Um, what is your best personal and career advice that you have maybe that you've learned along this journey? So I would say to associate yourself with people that you want to be like. So I think it was Ed Milet. Have you heard of Ed Milet? He's no, a, not. Please no? tell us more. Okay. He, he's, he's great. He's got a, a real solid podcast as, as well. So he, he, uh, he had this, I was listening to him one time and, and he gave this example of a thermostat and said, so say, say you're an 80 degrees in some area of your life. If you, you associate with people that operate at a much higher uh, degree, then your naturally will rise. Your internal thermostat will rise to up towards their level. So that that that's I would say associate with people that you want to be like. The and and find a mentor. Find a mentor whether in either in your business or not. Um, that 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 was a, a game changer for me too. So we we had. I came across the hemp program here in Kansas city that it's the, the Hellsberg entrepreneurial mentoring program, uh, probably five years ago. And you went I through got, that program. I got accepted to that. And they, and that's not hard to get into. That's not easy to get into Alan. No, no. They would never let me or you in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what, like two or 3 million in revenue, like in the first few years. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, I've, I've had friends yeah. go through it. So Mitch, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, that was great. And they, they, they paired me up with, uh, they pair you with an old, uh, typically older, more experienced, successful, uh, entrepreneur in Kansas city. And, and they paired me up with Keith Bennett from Emory Sapp and Sons construction. And they, Keith is, Keith was phenomenal. I, I give him a lot of credit for really helping us four years ago, get, get the foundation set and, you know, get organized and, and really, really help us with the, the big picture plan mm-hmm. so that, that I would say, get, find a mentor that, that was he, was he one of your favorite mentors you've had then? I mean, obviously yeah. your family, but uh, would you, would you say that he was one of them? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. We, we were a great fit and it, 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 that was big success story for for that particular program for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, find, uh, find a mentor. I, I think people sometimes, um, you know, there's people in any business, there's, there's people that you want to be like in your business on the next level of you. I think people underestimate how open those people are to taking phone calls, answering emails to someone that, that is not where they're at, that wants to get to where they're at. So I I've reached out to people, you know, leaders in our industry that own, you know, companies that do three, 4 billion a year, and they are more than willing to talk about, 
you know, they all love reminiscing about when they were our size and how they got there and they're all <laughs> willing to help. Every one of them has been willing to help. So that, that, that'd be my advice. That's amazing. Um, what is the, what, what do you foresee in the future as we close the show future of your industry? Um, you know, obviously a long runway here. What, what, what are you most excited about or what does the future really hold for the industry? So I'm um, equipment leasing. It, it's over a trillion dollar industry in the United States. So it is, it's huge. Um, and we, as, as we grow, the, the, the financial aspect, the, the technology aspect is, is what I'm most excited for. Um, as we change and we automate as much as we can um, and continue to evolve into, into that while still keeping it personal. That, that, that's, that's, that's my biggest, that's what I'm most excited about. And still kind of the biggest challenge too is, is to, to get where we want to go without, without losing the personal touch and, and mm-hmm. you know, the interactions that we have with our clients. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, Alan. You, uh, we're going to put up your website here real quick again uh, up on the screen. If you're watching ccckc.com, Mitch Rice, uh, obviously CEO and owner of the business commercial capital company, ccckc.com. Mitch, uh, thanks for all this information you provided to us today. Just a, an awesome, awesome story to hear about and a growth company. And yeah. we appreciate your your honesty and transparency, of, as always, about things that you've learned along this journey and ways you think that the company can grow. And and even talking about your competitors and then talking about how, you know, you work with the bank. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. interesting uh, based on what most people would see it as a conflict as far as you guys being competitors. You, you've been yeah. able to work together and, and really helped yourself grow. Yeah, yeah, and I can't say enough about Landmark. They've been, they've been a, a big piece of of our growth thus far, and and, a, and an even bigger piece in the future. So they're they're great people. Highly Amen. recommend. Well, Mitch, we really appreciate it. Alan. I'm going to come back to you, Mitch. Thank you for joining us today on the show. Uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. You got it. Hey, thank you, Jason. I thank appreciate you, Mitch. It. Appreciate it. Hey, Alan, a great show today. Uh, Really enjoyed talking to Mitch Rice. What a guy. I mean, we learned a lot from him. Uh, Very transparent, very open. Uh, The company, I've learned a lot about it, that things I didn't even know. I mean, a lot of this is above my head, but but now I know if I ever need to lease equipment, I mean, and get get capital, I I know who to go to. Amen. You know, again, it it goes back to, I think a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this are going to go, oh, commercial capital. We've had leases with them because they're just so prevalent in the Kansas City market. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you, Alan, as always. Another great show, another great guest that you connected Grill Nation to today. Uh, the website is banklandmark.com. For you all, you guys are working with some of the best companies in Kansas City. It's always a pleasure to have you on because uh, I find that all of our interviewees are uh, first class. Mm-hmm. You, haven't really brought, well, you haven't really brought on any duds yet, Alan. Well, we don't have it. <laughs> and, and Jason, with with luck, by the time we next talk, we'll have another Super Bowl championship in Kansas City. Wouldn't that be nice? I I was going to ask that question uh, to Mitch and to you about you know what is one thing you want to see happen in 2022. But now I think I know. I mean, it's it's Amen. not even worth the question. We already know what it is. It's it's uh, it'd be great if we could get to uh, the Super Bowl and beat uh, the 49ers again or the Rams in their home stadium. Right. When that you know, again, you know, I'm a little concerned. We seem to be playing these teams that are supposedly neutral sites, but they're playing in their own stadiums. So let's yeah. hope it's the 49ers. 
<laughs> that would be fun. And I got to go to that Super Bowl two years ago. And I'll tell you what, they really did travel. Uh, their fans traveled to Miami and they were loud. Uh, and so uh, that'd be a heck of another battle. I would love to see it. Alan, Alan Ferris, Landmark National Bank. Thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. And I want to also thank our great guest, Mitch Rice from Commercial Capital Company. Their website is ccckc.com. We'll see you again next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's Grill Nation show.